0: man in spain played dead by daylight for six hours
1: i mean for two years now i've watched uh kelsey uh and picha k from buzzfeed play the 100 baby challenge every saturday playing uh, the I gotta sims go watch it's great i mean if we ever release our uh test episode which down the line i think everybody should hear it uh, yeah. i talk about uh the 100 baby challenge which i love so much um,
0: it, which is basically yeah. just you have to play The Sims and have a, a, a main matriarch who, over the course of the game, eventually has 100 children. Yeah. With no cheats, no add-ons. Um. Uh, and if she dies, then her oldest daughter becomes the new matriarch, and then she just yeah. takes over having babies. And they have to be with a different man each time, right?
1: Yeah. There's also, well, Living they have the dream. Uh, women too, that women Sims, that are able to procreate and have a, a child. So like Monica Geller... Wow was a recent one that she had a baby with. Um, that's the future. And right now she's working through every BTS member to have a baby with all of them. Every
0: uh, BTS member. That's so like one of the main characters on The Expanse has nine parents because Billy. it's the future. And it's all, you know what? I just wanted to bring it up real quick. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Poptimist. I'm your host, Billy. Hey, who's that? Is that my other host?
1: Dagny, that's me.
0: welcome Dagny. Dagny, how's your morning going? I know we're recording Saturday mornings now. I hope it's chill.
1: It's chill. I'm waiting for my coffee to kick in. Uh, It should be the next few minutes. But I had a very exciting night last night because my Animal Crossing makeup was delivered. So this isn't what I'm talking about. But um,
0: Animal Crossing makeup?
1: Yes. So ColourPop did a partnership with Nintendo and made an Animal Crossing makeup line. And my friend, Carlin, who was on an earlier episode, uh, Animal Crossing is a big part of her life. And she has a beautiful island. I think I talked about it. And she bought Check the entire out episode bundle. episode
0: five, Carlin Lindstrom, episode five. I love five. that you have
1: that memory. Bottom
0: half, <laughs> bottom half, no holes. Episode. It's actually, I love that episode.
1: It's fun. Thank keep going. Uh, uh, but anyway, she bought the entire bundle. Um, I'm not going to say the amount of money it was for, but it sold out within five minutes, um, and I had to sign on right at 10 a.m. By all I was getting was the eyeshadow palette of the owls um, and uh, the fruit roots lipstick, and the lipsticks smell like the fruits that you get. So I have like a, a peach smelling one, and then I can't remember the other one. I think it's like apple. Look, I don't I know, mean, but they're really pretty, and I that's love. it cool. Anyway, yeah, it's exciting. Congratulations
0: jobs. on your makeup. <laughs> so
1: my day was made yesterday by my ColourPop Animal Crossing makeup line. Anyway, I guess that's kind of pop culture, but that's not what I wanted to talk about.
0: Uh, <laughs> what did you... We could just keep going. What did you want to talk about? How's your... Tell me... It's Saturday morning. Tell me about your shit.
1: So, uh, as I... I'm going to pretend to push up my nerd glasses. This is going to be the closest to a, a snobby film student I ever get on this show. because Doubt it. Probably not, but this is a movie this week, not a TV show, because... Um, I kinda got interested in Aaron Sorkin stuff recently uh, cause I read a script written by him and I liked the way it was written. So I got into, Dek- you can't say what it is.
0: Can um, you legally talk about this script you read?
1: No, no, we might have to cut this out actually so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> uh, just, we're gonna skip over that. Anyway, I wanted to watch an Aaron Sorkin thing but not, you know, get invested in all of West Wing. I just wanted to watch a movie. And I was talking to my boyfriend about it, and he went to film school. And he said, "Watch this movie that came out in 2015 that probably a lot of people have already seen, um, and it's called Steve Jobs with Michael Fassbender." Hey, Michael and Fassbender,
0: Magneto. Have you Steve watched Jobs. this Billy? I have not. Um, uh, the other night, actually, your boyfriend was telling us about it, and now we've been. It's on our list. We'll get it hopefully soon. But no, I've ne- I never saw it.
1: It's like less than two hours. It's very good. It's a super easy watch. And I honestly cried a little bit at the end, but I cry at the end of most movies I always have since I was a child. I just <laughs> even going to movie theaters as a kid, I just didn't want the movies to end and I would cry even at happy endings. Uh, so I mean, just to kind of break down how this movie is formatted because I real, I think it's really smart. Um, I've started to really enjoy slice of life movies um, more so than like, this is the entire life of this person. And, It's a whole long, you're watching just the progression of their career. And this, um, there's three very distinct segments of the movie. And the first one, I made notes so I didn't forget, is the the (laughs) 1984 keynote uh, where he's introducing the Macintosh. Um, And you're basically watching the few minutes before he comes out on stage. And the beginning part, I'm not going to, I'm just going to talk about mostly, I'm going to be vague since you haven't watched it. but. you're it's seeing a, real a lot of uh, it's not really spoilers that's true, but um we they set up one he's freaking out because they uh the technology of the Macintosh has stopped working to say hello, and that's one thing that he was dead set on having was this computer saying hello in not a creepy voice because that's what people knew before. So he's freaking out about that, but also his ex, uh, I don't think his ex-wife, but his ex that he had a child with, but he's not admitting that this is his child. He's like, it could be 87 or 23% of the world could be your father. And she's like, well, we hooked up nine months ago and this is your daughter, um, (laughs) nine months before Lisa was born. And so that's like the personal stuff you're seeing, which is cool. And he's just an asshole, but we all knew that. So basically you're watching everything that's going on before 1984 or in 1984 before the Macintosh launch. Um, and then you find out uh, we all know Macintosh doesn't work. It's bad. And he ends up getting fired and then um, from Apple. And then the second portion is 1988, so four years later, when he introduces Next, which is like the cube that he created for schools. And he essentially created this to get hired by Apple again. He knew it was bad. He didn't have a, a hard drive in it. So it wouldn't work even at this keynote. And it was just, he was going to make what Apple needed to create the next computer and make it superior to other computers. So we watched that. And that's like his career, him falling apart, talking to his old CEO. And then the last one is when he introduces the iMac and that's 1998. And throughout all this, Kate Winslet is also incredible. Um, And Danny Boyle, I know Danny Boyle directed it. Everybody's really good. Uh, and then the kind of wrap up with his daughter and all just how it kind of uh, comes together at the end was really sweet. And I liked it. Uh, but mostly I just liked it because it was three very distinct, like 30 minute segments of his life. And that's I cool. think it's really fun to follow it that way. Um, anyway, it might be the longest I've talked about something in a while. 2015. So, yeah, that's all. It's on Netflix. So Steve Jobs.
0: It, oh, is it really?
1: It's, yeah, it's really easy to watch. You don't have to buy it if you have Netflix. Oh, so yeah, easy. Just, Throw it on. I highly recommend it. It's super good. So yeah.
0: Um, Casual, casual recommendation to the West Wing. I I watched it probably four years ago for the first time and I really loved it. And Aaron Sorkin's only showrunner for the first four seasons. So um, you you really, yeah. And it's still great after he leaves, but it's, it's different. It's, it's kind of what they focus on is different. It's still great. But the first four seasons are like, yeah, I realized that so far on Poptimist, a podcast hosted by Billy and Dagny McCartney, I have not talked about my, my, True love, which is true crime. And yeah. I have recently watched both. I'm uh, almost done with the Netflix Night Stalker documentary about um, Richard Ramirez terrorizing Los Angeles in the 80s.
1: I haven't watched it yet because uh, I it looks scary.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's scary. He was very, it's, it's horrifying. Um, they are so far doing a good job of keeping it victim focused which mm-hmm. after, um, after I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is maybe the best true crime documentary I've ever seen. Yes. Um, all of these shows about serial killers need to make sure the focus is on the victims and not sensationalizing the killer. And they did such a good job with that in I'll Be Gone in the Dark. So far, Night Stalker is doing that. It's focusing on the victims and the detectives and how um, how the crazy job these detectives were doing. Oh my God, there's literally, there was um, four murders in a week and it was two detectives doing all of it like just all over. I mean, they're in Monrovia, they're in uh, West Covina, they're in Burbank, they're in Northridge, they're in East LA. It's like, and it's the same dude. Wow.
1: Um,
0: but that one's fun. I say fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. If You're listening. The other thing too is if you're into this and you're listening, you've already seen all these, if you're into true crime, like I am, you've already like gone hardcore in it. Um, but the other one that I watched not too long ago, cause it was my laundry folding show. Um, <laughs> Uh, and also sometimes late night when i didn't want to play video games was on hbo max the cult of cults which is the uh, heaven's gate documentary
1: oh never mind i thought you were going to talk about Nixium because i just finished no, i uh,
0: mean honestly India's, okay I, we can I, talk about that next I, week <laughs> no no honestly i brought this up because i was hoping you would bring that up um casual recommendation cult of cults is good it doesn't really have any new information it's just nice because they have they have two living survivors one who got out of of Heaven's Gate because he was like, oh, this is bad. And one who got out of Heaven's Gate for personal reasons and now feels personally like he's a failure because he didn't go with them on the spaceship and could kill himself as well, which is really like, even like 30 years later, like at the end of the documentary, like to hear him talk, you're like, oh, you still think you're a failure of a human because you didn't do this. That's really sad. No, I, I love cults. I love true crime. I love anything about serial killers, but yeah. So the Nixium stuff Dagny and I got into together kind of over the summer because HBO has the documentary *The Vow*, which was like twelve episodes.
1: Yeah, which was a long. And then Showtime,
0: Showtime came out with *Seduce*, and ever since *The Fire Festival*, I was like, "When are we going to get to dueling documentaries again?" Mm-hmm. And here it is: it's HBO *The Vow* and uh, Showtime or yep. Stars.
1: One of the two. It's One on, of the two. Yeah, you can find it. Seduced. But I like *Seduced* maybe a little take, better,
0: but *Seduced* I think is way better. *Seduced* I recommend- is.
1: Recommend. Yeah, I oh, recommend watching. We've talked a while, but this, this is going to be the last thing before we introduce our guest. I've exactly decided. Uh, <laughs> I say watch The Vow first, even though it has eh, its problems, but it sets up Nixie really well. Um, I feel like Seduce jumps right into the meat of it and you don't see the setup because just I liked The Vow in a sense that the first few episodes, I was like, this seems kind of cool. It's like a self-help group. Um, but also a pyramid <laughs> scheme. But I think it's good to know how the cult became what it was. And then in Seduced, you're like, oh, this is the gross stuff that we didn't so, get all the info on until episode 10, essentially. of the.
0: Well, vow. That's my critique. That's my critique, actually, is because of the way the vow is structured, it almost feels like they're still trying to be nice to Keith. They're trying to make him look good. And all of The Vow, this is terrible, hot take, all of The Vow feels like an apology and like they're trying to clean up their image of the people, basically people who were in the cult Mm -hmm. are filmmakers and they made The Vow and it is like they're saying, oh, it was so bad, but we had no idea and we, because we made this documentary, we're the good guys now, whereas Seduced is like, fuck this whole organization fuck everyone (laughs) involved yes they helped get him in prison after the fact but like here's what happened here's how horrible it was from the beginning plus the vow is like 10 episodes and that's too many and seduced is four and all four are perfect so
1: yeah it's really fascinating um but night stalker cult of cults seduced (laughs) the vow (laughs) this is the first episode that you're seeing that billy and i have a, a deep true crime love but we Love could it. do, like Housewife and Drag Race, we could do whole episodes about this, but I'd rather have Very our guest come in, because um, I want to know what he's brought in for us. But Billy, do you want to introduce our guest today?
0: I I do. This man has been hyping up this this episode for far too long. He also, the other night, the other night we were playing video games together, and I said I was going to get off and play video games and go to bed, and he said, fine, then I'm not doing your fucking podcast, but <laughs> jokes on him, he's here. Uh, one of my closest friends actor brilliant man it's barrett lyle welcome to the stage
2: bear uh yes the the siblings mccartney hello
1: <laughs> hello bear That's how are you doing
2: great hold on oh, the siblings Sibling
0: mccartney, McCartney? Oh, okay i'll go I'm on i'm taking that
1: change the name of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> forget poptimist people know who uh, we are now um uh, bear how are you
2: i'm doing great and you know what's funny uh mm-hmm. Uh, you said that you guys were gonna have like a little banter for about 10 minutes and everything like that and I'm watching the time tick by and I was like oh my god, what if they're doing a prank in which they're like they brought me on, they're like we're gonna do 10 minutes of banter and then it goes on for like an hour and then they say that's our episode and they leave Uh, I wouldn't even be angry
0: it would be be really
2: funny uh, they got me, okay Okay, <laughs> I would. Oh. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a
1: good prank. I would be very fun. All right,
0: uh, we have been the siblings McCartney. Thanks for tuning in to the Poptimist. We're here every Wednesday. That's our episode. Good night.
1: No, don't do that. People will sign off. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, don't <laughs> leave. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> closing music.
1: That was a really good. Uh, ver- we should just replace our theme song with Bear singing it. <laughs> da, 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 da. I take. that Okay, bear. Uh, so I bear here on the right pop. To
0: oh yeah, yeah. Let's just talk at the same time. I'm sorry. Okay, so. <laughs> wow, you guys. What what a team.
1: Oh wow. Oh, Listening back to these episodes, whenever we talk over each other, it really highlights the
2: episode. Yeah, it it really draws me in.
1: It uh, yeah, it makes a, a big appeal to everybody to listen. It really <laughs> is nice ear candy for them. But I'm just going to talk because I'm going to bring Bear's thing in. So Bear, I'm very curious to find out what you brought in. Um, even though I didn't know you were hyping it up so much, but I know that you have spent uh, a while researching and getting it ready for us. So Bear. What have you brought in for us today?
2: Well, I actually brought in the Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs movie. But no, I probably can't use that. So, okay. oh, yeah, that's a hot take. Stop a lot me. of people
1: hate that movie.
2: Yeah, that why that's why it's going to be my deep cut, and you fucking ruined it. For
1: me. <laughs> damn. God well, damn again, you. let's end the podcast.
2: This has been Billy, and over there is my co-host. All right.
1: Uh, Another thing I
2: was going to mention, Dagny, because you Mm -hmm. said it earlier, but uh, a fun thing to do is when people start to talk about biopics, especially about recent history biopics, is just go, oh, no, 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 no spoilers, no spoilers, and (laughs) just look at the perplexed look on their face of, like, this is lincoln with daniel day lewis you know what happens <laughs> like, no, 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 no no I, I'm, I'm in the middle of watching the
0: crown and if anyone talks about princess diana at all i leave the room <laughs> Big well, spoiler. I, got a,
2: I got a bombshell for you
0: <laughs> a real twist of events
2: happened uh, when i was hey, like as long Stick. as margaret
0: thatcher is still prime minister today i think we're fine <laughs> she
1: is she's still kicking oh uh, man
2: Okay, uh, sorry. Sorry about that. Had to get that in. Uh, no, all that was right, so, that's a good bit. <laughs> uh, you. So I saw in the breakdown you sent me, choose something that's like pop culturey, but still kind of a deep cut, but still has like very personal feelings attached to it. Mm-hmm. And I knew I knew exactly what I wanted to bring in, but the further I got into this, the more I was like, I don't. This might be too deep, too personal. <laughs> and too poppy but uh i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna do it anyway i have brought you season three of digimon
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh okay all right so let's get started let's get started with um uh, i guess to to, to start with this bear what can you tell us about digimon the franchise well i want to ask uh billy do you have did you ever watch Digimon? Do you have any attention? No, so so I never as a kid, and I, I honestly think because there was that Pokemon Digimon kind of fake fight that we had mm-hmm. on the playground, you mm-hmm. know, we all know. Oh,
2: oh, yeah. oh um, yeah,
0: I think I just decided I was like, well, I got into Pokemon first, so now I can't have a second thing, so I just never did it. Mm-hmm. That being said, my best friend Taylor and the boyfriend are huge Digimon fans. Amazing. So, I have seen a little bit when they like did a like a little re-release of Digimon. We watched it here in the apartment a little bit and and the boyfriend kind of explained to me why it was superior in his eyes. But that's kind of it. That's kind of all I know about it. That's well, what I've seen from him.
2: Uh this actually makes me very happy that you have zero personal attachment to it and uh your uh your lovely boyfriend and not so lovely best friend Taylor also have <laughs> like very personal attachments to it. Because I kind of want this to be agonizing for you in the same way okay. that at every party that we were at together... You would waste at least 10 minutes of my life talking to me about Doctor Who when you yes. were drunk and or high, knowing full well I didn't watch the show <laughs> and I couldn't connect it. anything you talked about, you still wasted that precious time. So good so, this is of- a revenge Sarah,
0: episode. Fair <laughs> what you're what you're telling me is that my my party anxiety that I get, which cause I get party anxiety after I leave, not before, after. Um, so you're telling all these conversations that I've had with my therapist have been completely valid. I you're just validated all of my anxiety in one fell sentence.
1: When I lived with Billy, when I first moved to LA, we would go out somewhere and then we would on our way home. Or when we got back, he would say, was I too much tonight? And apparently according to bear, he was,
2: he was too much. No, That's the, that's the thing. That's what makes it so great. He wasn't for everybody else. Just me. <laughs> Doctor Who. Bear <laughs> and, and I
0: lived together. Bear and I lived together for two years. So he got a lot of Billy, which, you know, good. Good job. Oh, oh man. man. No, I,
1: I like this. I also like that we're. it's the first time we're doing a specific portion of a franchise. Yes. Of just a specific season. But I do, I know virtually nothing about Digimon, except I can kind of picture oh. characters. That's about it. So I do oh, okay. want That's you to okay kind of you, break you. it down. And also, if you can give us like a, how is it different from Pokemon? I'm very... Naive on this, Um, I do know quite a bit about Pokemon because Billy holds you captive. How Pokemon are pocket
0: (laughs) monsters? Digimon are digital monsters. Come on, okay,
1: that's it. All Um, right, but I want to hear from Bear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: just mute me now. Just mute me now. So I would never. I mean, here's the thing: I'm not going to get into this uh, Digimon Pokemon war with you because I loved Pokemon first and continue to love it more. That being said, this season season three of Digimon I'm about to talk about is better than any season of Pokemon that has ever aired ever. Mm. Uh, and the thing is I it. With, with Digimon, it, it was never going to be a winner. It came in late to the game. It's kind of like the DCEU to the MCU. Like mm. it, it was just kind of like a, like a, a, a pretender. And, uh, and everyone's like, "Oh, Digimon, you mean that knockoff of Pokemon?" And what's funny is that I honestly think that for the first 2 seasons of Digimon, they like, you know, they were trying their best to just play Pokemon's game and be, you know, mm. this uh, um <clears throat> group of kids with their own little like kind of digital monsters that could Evolve or digivolve rather and become like uh, more powerful monsters, and then, except with Digimon, then they go back to being cuddly English speaking, my little digital data monsters again. Uh, that's what the boyfriend always said. That's
0: why he says, he says, Digimon's better because they can devolve back into the cute forms and then re evolve to fight, so you can Aww. keep them cute forever. Yeah, uh, that's like a good point. That.
2: And then they can also, like I said, speak and like actually talk instead of just saying their own name over and over again. So you can hear their feelings and insecurities. So, um, like
1: that's Detective Pikachu when Ryan Reynolds becomes Pikachu at the end. Now
2: who's playing catch up, Pokemon? <laughs> now who's playing catch up?
1: <laughs>
2: but, um, but the reason I say that the first two seasons of Digimon uh, were like, you know, trying to play Pokemon's games because I think... When the third season came around, they're like, okay, we need to take a drastically different path with this. And I know this airs on Fox Kids on Saturday mornings in 2001, but we (laughs) need to go really fucking dark. And they did. They did. Because uh, with the Digimon season three... Um, it's not just a matter of like, ah, I wish I were more powerful to fight. Ah, yeah. And then, you know, through friendship and adventures and love and laughter, they become stronger. No, with this one, like people have, uh, disconnects from, uh, their parents. Either one of their parents are, are dead and they never coped with it and they had to struggle with it as well, including the most happy character that everyone knew, to be the happiest, like you know. She always had a little like puppet that she walked around with, going "Hi, yeah, how's it going?" Until you realize that her mother died when she was a little girl, and the puppet was a coping mechanism uh oh, that she yeah. used that she could never, like you know, like get over. And then she eventually like finds her own Digimon and like is much happier. You you never like the show never makes a point to be like, oh, Jerry's not playing with her puppet anymore, but it just goes away. And uh, and this is also a Digimon that she gets that you've seen in recent seasons, so you have, like, mm-hmm. a connection and attachment to it, because Leomon, he's, like, you know, the strong, courageous warrior, and he gets fucking killed, like, <gasps> halfway through the season. What? And when that happens... the a lion, lion looking, a lion looking yep it breaks jerry and she just goes into a severe depression and all of a sudden you see her puppet again she starts using her puppet but instead of communicating jokes to people she uses it to communicate like insecurities to herself like putting herself ash ketchum could never
1: no exactly i love that because it's like teaching kind of subtly teaching kids about trauma and coping mechanisms before we could register what that meant and like how these horrible events in life, how kids can deal with that. So yeah. I think and I think that's really fascinating.
0: It, but it, also, but also Leomon's kinda hot. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> I, Wait, are I think I their... think
2: uh I think that was the OG furry right there. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you can agree um, with me on that
1: do are all of this might be a ignorant question but are all of their names uh ending with mon
2: yes and uh that okay. <laughs> <laughs> can get like a little like a uh, you know tedious and tiresome but it's the gimmick I get it it's it's totally okay um but yeah like i said uh with the uh with the third season and they and it's a whole new set of characters as well like the first two seasons it you know it's an original group and then the second season it's friends uh, younger friends of the original group and so it's still that kind mm-hmm. of like you know happy bright universe in this one with the third season it's a group of characters that are in reality and so the first two seasons for them are a television show about fake like you know characters because exactly. the way
0: this works, Dagny, that I understand is is the Digimon exist in the digital realm. It was kind of like when mm-hmm. computers were getting big, people had computers in their homes for the first time, like the majority of people. And so when the kids go into the DigiVerse and that's where they're they're trying to save the DigiVerse using the Digimon, but they're all inside the computer. I didn't know that they like go meta with it, break the fourth wall, and so the first two seasons are a TV show these other kids have seen.
2: Yes, I that's oh, cool. I can pro I probably should have done a much better job explaining this entire <laughs> concept and thing for pe- obviously the millions of people that didn't watch Digimon, but fuck <laughs> it. I jumped straight in with my feelings about it. So we're no, gonna I keep- think- that's the point. Your feelings yeah. are the point. That's we're gonna what roll. keep rolling with that. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: encourages people to go look at it too if you don't give them all all of the information. They're like, oh, I gotta know more about this thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, gotta go get gotta go back and watch 2001's Digimon season three. It's on Hulu.
2: So you know. Um, it is. That's
0: how I've seen so much of it.
2: <laughs> but it yeah, no, Dagny, it's exactly what you said. Like this this season really goes out of its way to try and educate children about death and because uh one of the characters whose name is impmon he's a little literally a little imp he's literally voiced by a joe pesci wannabe because he sounds just (laughs) like (laughs) this he talks like this all the time and uh and his big his big thing is that he like causes mischief like because he wants to cause mischief and he doesn't need any friends until it gets explored and like you know Expose that like he's just so so insecure about being weak and not having power that it leads him to just pure anger and rage because he thinks he's all alone because everybody else can digivolve and has power until this evil group of Digimon overlords gives him that power and he just goes insane with it and he is the one who murders Leomon. So he was originally a friend of the, quote unquote, like Digimon Tamers, Digi Distens, whatever you call them, the core group of kids. And once he got that power, he thought that he no longer needed them anymore and murdered Leomon. And uh, later, whenever he like lost all of his power, like kind of just like fell into his own depression about realizing just how fucking wrong he was the entire time. And this would be, this show would be targeted
0: towards like seven to 12 year olds. Kids like like me.
2: Yeah, exactly. How
0: old were you when this was happening?
2: This is 2001. So I was 10 or 11? 10, yeah. You know, the pivotal years. Yeah. uh, And the funny thing is, with all the trauma and everything I've experienced, uh, ex- not experienced, explained, not experienced, explained. Like Bear, do we talk <laughs> <about> my childhood.
1: There is Digimon season three. My life was
2: Digimon season three. Don't you understand?
0: Uh, <laughs> like
2: no, I
1: talk to my uh, therapist every week about Digimon season three, like still messing with There, me the
0: show here. was canceled after season two. Are you? <laughs> what, a, what am I talking about, Billy? <laughs>
2: Who, who, who's my who's my partner anxiety mon huh he's right here with me
1: you have a <laughs> he, vol-
2: oh, he digivolts oh, into mom. alcoholic mon um anyway you <laughs> took a bleak turn a, oh, i'm gonna man. take a take a sip of my beer before noon
1: your your new nice
2: here. um but what i explained to you about like all these character uh, trauma events and everything like that is only the first half of the this season And the lighter half, because (laughs) what happens, what what happens is they uh, they go to the the digital world to fight these like this overlord of uh, Digimon that are trying to like conquer the human world because they know they were created by humans by like, you know, scientists and programmers and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And they no longer want to be under their like, you know, under their thumb or something. And so these uh, Digimon Tamers, the core group of kids, go to the digital world to fight them they wind up having to put the fight on hold because this program that's called the D Reaper which is just kind of a uh, a it's basically the agent smith from the matrix mm. of, except with not a person it's just this red mass it's it's like a red mass of the liquid metal terminator because it can also shift in <laughs> form to take uh like people's identities in, in a certain way because what happens is after Jerry loses uh, Leomon, her depression and vulnerability is so open that the D-Reaper infects her and uses her as a host to get to the real world and basically copies and imitates her body, but, you know, it's Data trying to process the human world around her. So she doesn't speak. She just is pale with, like, lifeless eyes. And, like, but all of her friends still think it's her and that she's just sad about Leomon. But she just sits there, like the first time she speaks after getting back after the main character kind of pours his heart out saying I'm sorry I can't be more for you is that she just in a monotone way starts uh, reciting the uh, nutritional facts off of a box of like sushi or something like that just like you know carbohydrates 46% protein 8% you know
0: really yes. eerie shit children's, television. children's <laughs> television yeah I've seen it before
2: and then she goes home to her father who doesn't like like her anymore or, you know has become distant with her because he just she just reminds him of his wife dying and then her stepmother who is just trying to be the best mother that she possibly can and her stepbrother and she proceeds to like kind of abuse the stepbrother because the program is uh is curious about human pain and torment because that's all it's experiencing and uh agnes, face. In agnes. agnes is I getting know. more this and more slowly weird.
0: horrified
2: until eventually the D-Reaper, like, uh, like uh, uh, appears out of the digital world and starts taking over the city. And this is a, <laughs> a substance that, like, dissolves and absorbs and destroys everything it touches. So everybody has to evacuate the city. And Jerry is at the core of it being held prisoner while this D-Reaper thing is continuing to walk around pretending to be her until it eventually turns into a monster. But, so and
0: this shouldn't have been possible. And like the first two seasons of Digimon, they never had like real world repercussions. It was always inside the digital world,
2: right? They, well, no, that's not true because in a uh, in uh, the first two seasons, they started out in the digital world because the the digi- mm-hmm. des- they successor called would get accidentally sucked to the real uh, to the digital world where they'd meet their Digimon partners and then they'd like kind of fight the uh, the villain there. And then they'd be like, "Hey, we won!" And then they go back home, only to realize that like another villain has appeared in their home in the real world. So it always got yeah. taken back to the real world. Uh, this one started in the real world, went to the digital world, and then shit got worse and went back to the real world. Uh, but okay. never, never these repercussions where an entire city is ab- absorbed by like a liquid metal, like digital virus deleter reaper program. Uh, I, it's fascinating to
0: me because because Pokemon is such a big deal I think because of the games not the show, the show was actually based on the games and came after um, um, do you think that because Digimon went this dark and this grown up in season 3 it's why today in 2021 for people our age, Digimon is such a big deal, like before this it was like people liked it but because of season 3 it stuck with people
2: and was I- influential I, I just think that um, it, yes, it was always playing the uh, the catch up game with uh, with Pokemon, and then you know season four of Digimon definitely definitely went back to that kind of like lighthearted likeness. I don't think it ever. Someone, really... at the, someone at the network was like, "What the fuck did you put?" <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> whoever, whoever made this one was like, "Okay, we just wanted to see, just wanted to I see went what, into what would happen."
0: son was crying and i thought he was watching something on our network who opposed oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. this oh yeah
2: uh well uh funny funny thing about it because i took down all of this information that was in the yeah. email uh, breakdown but it was uh, produced by terry leo O'Malley, but primarily written this season was primarily written by voice actor extraordinaire steve bloom No way. So like, like, because it
0: it was in Japanese, right? So it would have been translated and then readapted. Uh-huh, exactly. When voice actors, especially, that happens a lot in in anime and and things where where voice actors come in and kind of humanize the translation.
2: Exactly. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's. Uh, super cool in that way. Uh, do, should I should I give away like the like the the final scene because it's super heartbreaking for or... a twenty year old children's cartoon? Okay, I yeah, you're you're right. So Spoil- spoilers, kids. Just like with biopics, spoilers, everybody. <laughs> um, basically, the only the only way that they're able to defeat this D Reaper that has taken over the city and a- and like uh, kidnapped their friend Jerry who is pretty much helpless through most of it because she's just, like, conquered by depression. And uh, until uh, Impmon, like, basically kind of understands the responsibility of power and the luxury of friendship and partnership Uh and gains his power back and is almost killed trying to rescue Jerry. And it's uh, super, super heartbreaking. Uh, His Digivolt form is Beelzemont, and he's the best fucking character in that thing because of his... uh no but he's the best fucking thing in that uh in that show because of his character arc and then but at the end the only way they can stop it is uh okay i gotta go back for a second one of the digimon (laughs) uh, (laughs) one of the digimon tamers named henry his father created all of digimon that's that whole kind of reality grounded thing Mm -hmm. and so while the digimon tamer kids are trying to fight this thing his father and all of his old like lab mates and everything like that. Like friends are trying to help them from the computer side of it, the keyboard side of it until his father realizes the only way in order to conquer the D Reaper and send it back to the digital world is to plant this like kind of virus juggernaut program inside of one of the, one of the kids, Digimons and we get so, details.
0: We get yeah. Plans.
2: Yeah. And so once, uh, and so once the, uh, that particular Digimon named Terriermon, uh, uses it, and it causes the D reaper to go away. They're all kind of standing there in the park, like right in front of the entry point of where it came in. Just like, wow, we saved the day. This is great. And then like Impmon appears. And then finally has that kind of a closure moment of walking up to Jerry and being like, can you ever forgive me for everything I've done? And she, she says, absolutely I can. And right at that moment, the Digimon start to devolve, uh, uh, devolve and dissolve and get, sucked back into the digital world because of the program put inside Terriermon that Henry's father did not tell him about, but he breaks down in Starts. tears saying it was the only way to to save this. And so all of the Digimon tamers have to just forcibly say goodbye to their Digimon as they get taken away. And mm-hmm. it's just a horrible moment of the father like crying to his son saying, can you ever forgive me for this? And, Hen- and Henry just with a solemn smile on his face and, Tears streaming down his cheeks, just shakes his head. No. And oh so, my
0: god. Yeah. Oh, other than I mean, and this is a compliment. This is by far and above the nerdiest episode we've ever done, and I'm uh-huh. so uh-huh. proud of that. This is <laughs> this is heavy stuff for a Saturday morning children's That's cartoon. That's what I'm telling you. That's I mean, why honestly I heavy, heavy enough that 20 years later, you're like, this is hugely influential,
2: and we must talk about it. Now you see my reason why the more I watched this, the more I was like, fuck, do I really do this? Or do I just (laughs) swerve and get something, you know, happy? I forget. No, this is amazing. Yeah. Anyway, because no, I mean, the pop
0: I mean, it's, 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 it clearly, <laughs> yeah. go ahead, Amy.
1: Oh, I was like, it, your topic doesn't have to be, like, happy in the sense of optimistic. It's just, you have <laughs> to like it. And, that's and
0: clearly, it was hugely influential on you. Yeah. Um, I was um, going to make a comparison. And, and, oh, sorry. Oh, well, I was going to say, we just got a whole new, uh, like, Digimon sequel movie that came out last year. So clearly influential yeah. on a lot of people, even 20 years later.
2: I, have, I haven't seen beyond season four because honestly, after season three, like I watched season four, I'm like, that was good. But I don't think they're ever going to go back to that level again. <laughs> it's, it's definitely still plagued. And I say plagued, but like it still has a lot of the kid elements to, it, you know, with the silly voices and then the the lazy kind of like uh, animation, like repetition and the filler yeah. episodes. Like you can just kind of just blaze your way through the the first like third of the season because it's just them like you know with their digimon partners as their digimon partners are learning they can digivolve to the next level it's just like okay it's that filler of realizing hey we have multiple digivolutions and then once Mm -hmm. they get selling toys yeah then you can kind of like watch the actual character growth (laughs) character growth in this season of digimon on fox actually happens so that's so cool though i mean it's it's
0: it's you know groundbreaking television in a way because i don't think most things weren't that dark i mean we had uh pokemon never got that dark we just had the uh you know a couple of sad episodes like when butterfree got sent away oh that was
2: nothing
0: nothing <laughs> yeah. nothing that's yeah.
1: child's play compared to this
0: well i, I mean that's I it's really cool i was going remember like, in, uh... say, um,
1: oh sorry just really quick that uh when you started talking about this and how it's kind of dark and made kids um uh, kind of confront such things as murder and death <laughs> in children's shows um yeah. i was gonna say avatar does it too but honestly i don't think avatar goes as as dark as this or cora but some i i like when kids shows deal with things like that because i mean we can't always have like Yo, gabba gabba for kids, <laughs> <laughs> like Wizards of Waverly Place. Like it, it's helpful to have, especially with animation, where it can be still feel lighthearted, but it's tackling difficult subject matter. It makes it easier to digest, I think, for kids. And overall, I think it's a beneficial lesson and way of giving this information.
2: Um, I, where, I agree. And now we're that we're like talking it, about it. Still... <laughs> I uh, I agree, and now that we're talking about it at length, I'm sitting here in my head being like, "Wow, I really hope I'm not just like over overstating and overcomplicating this for people that actually do go and watch it to check it out and be like, this is <laughs> some kitty ass shit," and I don't know what Bear was getting from this. I but- mean, that's 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 kind
0: of the, the dichotomy, though, is kind of what makes it interesting: the fact that it is kitty ass shit, and it is so simple, and then they sneak these really heavy topics in.
2: Uh, agreed. The darkest we ever got with Pokemon was in the third Pokemon movie when the legendary uh, dog beast Entei had his uh, foot on Charizard's neck ready to kill him. But, you know, this is the nerdiest episode. So- <laughs> Entei. We're calling out Entei. We're calling out Entei. He literally almost murdered Charizard to, like, impress a little girl. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just proud of myself this is that I'm terrible. still
1: following. Like I'm, I'm following about seventy sh- percent of the Pokemon things just by watching from behind Billy all of <laughs> the episodes and movies of Pokemon.
0: <laughs> um, really quick, this is terrible. I should not have had that beer. Can we hold for thirty seconds so I can go pee again? Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Yes, this has so, never happened. I'll be honestly, right
1: back. Honestly, Bear and I will keep talking. You don't even have We're to. We're gonna cut keep it
2: talking. Out. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> go
1: pee, Billy. <laughs> Oh, my oh man that's no i I really like this choice um and we've even said to people like bring in even a specific season or a specific song or a specific chapter of I something and you're the first person to do work. it
2: yeah yeah i, I mean i i uh, honestly my fear was it being too common and too mainstream a subject uh, not this of course as we've realized but like uh whatever i was gonna choose i'm like no 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 i i want to choose something that like makes people be like what the fuck is he talking? About? So
1: Oh no, I think this is great. I've honestly, now that we've done twelve episodes, I've started getting nervous of like maybe we should put in the email a list of things that people have talked about. Even though if somebody brought in the same thing, I'm sure we would find other things to talk about. But like we've had Spider-Man three and kind of the room we talked about in an episode and mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. big movies that are considered like uh Catwoman was the episode before this, and it's it's uh. great. Um <laughs> So we're starting to have some topics that could be duplicated. I guess somebody else could also bring it in, but yeah. I don't. I don't foresee anybody bringing in season three of Digimon.
2: You, uh, but maybe I mean, could be
1: wrong. Maybe it could come back again. <laughs> Who
2: knows? Uh, I sincerely hope your very next person has not heard this episode and brings in season three of Digimon, and that you and Billy just sit mind. there the entire time just with this face of like uh oh yeah and then they go to the digital world and then leomon dies right and then they're and then he's like y- yeah how did you uh, how do you know this so <laughs> yeah but,
1: we'll just uh, we'll be very welcome oh back jilly welcome back to the show
2: bear, so bear
0: before we before we move on did you uh, what did y'all s- i know you t- took some notes for us you got any fun facts any
2: trivia you want to share <laughs> uh, i mean kind of blew my load when i said steve bloom was the primary uh uh, like writer for this uh season um uh yeah. no aside from that like i I was just talking about the themes that it uh it introduces and uh yeah um I think oh okay key episodes key episodes haha <laughs> key episodes i, I, I have have episodes uh obviously the uh the episode uh heart of a lion is a very key episode because mm-hmm. that's when you know aforementioned uh uh original furry leomon dies mm-hmm. and it like it, it it's it's finally that episode that everyone would be watching be like what happened what's is going he- on
1: <laughs> I I don't know what is, is he does he die in his evolved form or devolved form so he's correct, perpetually
2: he he never digivolves or anything like that because he's kind of like perpetually a champion level uh digimon here's the here's the scale it's rookie and then champion and then ultimate and then mega and so he's kind of perpetually a champion but uh which you know really kind of like makes you more familiar and attached to him because he never changes he's just leomon and uh (laughs) he's the only one of the main digimon that does that and like i said he was also kind of a a recurring character in the previous two seasons Mm -hmm. so you're even more familiar and attached with him because you're like oh it's leomon oh and he's a main guy now that's cool yeah i just i googled him and when you type
1: in leomon the first suggestion is leomon death
2: (laughs) yep (laughs) yep (laughs) Google, coming at you with the spoilers since 2002. It's uh, almost like that was a very pivotal and traumatic moment.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, but that is a key go. episode as well as uh, there's one called uh, uh, the D-Reaper's uh, disguise, which is when you kind of see Jerry at her most terrifying when the D-Reaper has, you know, taken control of her body. And uh, But then the following episode called His Kingdom for a Horse is when holy shit what a reference
0: i I know uh,
2: reference and digimon it yeah and it's it's funny because the whoever writes the titles for these episodes this is like their own personal thing they do they make all these (laughs) literary references that is never explored or talked about in the show i feel like it's just the title writer being like that's pretty good uh but (laughs)
1: parents of these children are gonna uh, understand uh, these titles (laughs)
2: yeah none of these kids are gonna understand this title just like they're not (laughs) gonna understand these feelings um but uh the one uh his kingdom for a horse is the one that delves into like jerry's like traumatic past because it never talked about it like previously she was just always this happy girl and i'm kind of glad it did that because it just like it makes people be like but wait if this all happened to her, why was she always so like happy and like optimistic in school and like constantly trying to cheer people up mm-hmm. and all of her friends are constantly saying, we don't know what to do when you're not smiling and, and like, oh. I know. Yeah. And so, and this delves into like, you know, her mother dying when she was a, a little kid and never, and like detaching from her father cause he couldn't handle it. And like, and just her having to, you know, cope with it while, you know, not coping with it.
0: Television uh, for ten year olds.
2: Exactly. And then finally, uh, then you get to the episode Shadow of the Beast King, which is when uh Impmon/ slash uh Bealsamon redeem redeems himself and kind of goes through his uh revelation. And then that's like the fourth to the last episode and every episode after that is, is pretty good. So hmm. nice. You heard it
0: here, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, gendered uh, gendered audience things are something I'm trying not to do, so I just completely ruined that twice in a row. Um but hey, everybody listen, listen and watch Digimon season three. It's twenty years old. Bear told you to watch it so you know it's gonna be good. Um uh so Bear upcoming though season uh fourteen of Doctor Who is about to come out and I just want joke. Oh <laughs> boy.
1: Oh, wow. Um, yeah, Potentially, I, do, I do uh, like Hot is Rumor is Jodie
0: Whitaker's last season. Is it we'll really? We'll see. Wow. Oh, yeah, Hot yeah. Rumor is, is, it'll be her third season. So that's most
2: doctors do three seasons, but I was yeah. kind of
0: hoping to keep her around longer because I love her. You
2: know why I know who that is, Billy? Me. Because of you. Because of me. Because of you. Yeah. I don't know anything else about it. Just that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's in Broad Church. Jodie Whitaker is just a gem in whatever she I does.
2: Don't watch. British television, like you people. That's true. I,
1: blame <laughs> our mother for that one. That's
2: actually that's actually a lie. uh We binge watched all of Peaky Blinders over quarantine, and mm-hmm. that is now nicely's favorite show. And if Killian Murphy ever came knocking on our door asking for her hand, I would I, I would stay happy. I wouldn't do anything. I <laughs> <laughs> just uh, laughing well. in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can hear yeah. laughing in the background. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Everybody welcome to the stage. Allie, it's Bear's
2: girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have the her stage. on for another Allie's just voice laughing about leaving Bear for Killian Murphy <laughs> or or Tom Hardy on that show. Or Tom Hardy.
0: Yeah.
2: Hey, I mean Tom Hardy, he can get it. You know what I mean? I was All just right. about to say he can get it. <laughs> <laughs> he he plays wow. a, he plays a Jewish uh uh head mobster, like mafia leader on that show and it's nice. I didn't need to watch Peaky Blinders. It. Uh, it, I was going to say that's not true because we, yeah, we binge watched uh, Peaky Blinders, and I also need to finish Luther that I started. Oh yeah, mm. I mm. love me Luther. Same. Yeah, started it in college, still have not Idris. finished it.
1: Damn. <laughs> oh, Idris
2: Elba. Somebody uh, had the perfect description for him on the internet. No one I know, but uh, someone said that Idris Elba looks like how great cologne smells.
1: <laughs> I think that's spot on. Yeah, that's good.
2: That's, that's good. Pretty perfect.
1: I think that that's so. fantastic. I'm going to think about that every time I see him. I think it's a perfect <laughs> analogy for him.
2: well that that mm, that Dagny just emitted was so loaded. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh,
1: well, I think is it so, is it time for yeah. our game, Billy.
2: I
0: think it is. I think it's time to play. What a pitch!
1: Yes, uh, let's do it. Pitch. Uh, we already described it to Bear, but for the listeners, give a quick rundown of what this game is.
0: What a Pitch is, uh, uh, how we end our show. Bear will ask Dagny and I to pitch him a project. He will give us a, an object, that be a movie, a TV show, a video game, an album, uh, a, a conceptual zine, and then a genre, anything he wants. Uh, and then we'll have 30 seconds to pitch it to him. Uh, Dagny, who goes first this week?
1: Uh you do. I think I went first last week, uh in the Catwoman episode. Okay. So I think it's your turn. I'm gonna go pet this cat and I'll come back in like forty-five seconds.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna go first. Okay. Dagny's gonna hop off. Okay, and we're gonna do this. So All right, bear, what you got for me?
2: Billy, make the ending of Game of Thrones watchable.
0: I cannot okay. Are you ready? Ready? set. Here we go. Honestly, just keep the, the Winds of Winter episode. That was what it called, but you know, the White Walker episode and make them actually have repercussions. Okay? If, if all they had to do was have actual repercussions from that episode and to go darker with the ending. The other thing is, I also think the problem they had is what the, that, that Daenerys's arc was rushed. I think you can do the same thing with Daenerys. Just give her more episodes to make it more sense. And last thought, the show went off the rails when they blew up the sept. That was just lazy writing so they could clean up their problems. It did nothing to, it, it added no drama It was boring. Blowing up the steps was when the show got bad. I'm done. I'm out. 30
2: seconds. Ooh, hot, hot. We good? We're good. Welcome back.
1: Okay. Um, Didn't Bear say, like, this was a very specific one? I'm a little nervous. Yes,
2: It's pretty specific. I don't uh, Kind of like, kind of like this whole episode. uh, I'm treating it as serious (laughs) car wreck, okay? Uh, Dagny, Uh make the ending of Game of Thrones watchable.
1: Uh, I mean, wait till George R.R. R. Martin finish the books. I'm just kidding. Okay, so um, uh, I think really the the beginning of the last season was okay. I think they just first they made the dragons not scary anymore because they just overused them but I wouldn't have made Bran the king at the end. Oh, why am I not good at this? I only watched the season once. I can't remember everything because uh, I kind of blocked it out. It wasn't good. Um, uh, lead, Jon Snow lead, I think should up, win. I think should there, become... Uh, uh oh, I I think I think the whole if they had just fixed the storyline between Daenerys and Jon and it became more of a uh, a win for them and they didn't pit against each other I think it would have been better and I would have liked the ending a little more um or Arya could have been the the head of the world also don't kill jamie and cersei at least give them more of a a, a better i, mean, I, ending. I wanted jamie going, to kill cersei yeah. that's what i just that's all i wanted i wanted jamie to end cersei's life okay sorry that was way over 30 seconds but i was fighting for that it
0: reminded me too but, i'm also still mad that they killed off varus in the stupidest way possible varus was so
2: interesting for oh, seven seasons the and they dude, were like never mind the yeah, dude I just, survived i think that's so a hard, many scenarios sorry. And then finally, this was the time that he was like, "You know what? No, fuck this, fuck this regime. Uh, I don't even care if you kill me. Go ahead and kill me." Like, even though honestly,
1: I think if the White Walkers would
2: have won,
0: that would have been a better final season. Yeah, if they would have just let the White Walkers win,
1: I wouldn't have cared if everybody died. I would have been fine with that. I think this is a hard prompt, one of the hardest ones, just because there were so many possibilities that they could have done that i wouldn't the most more. boring
0: option and, every step yeah. of the way that's and, the final season is the most boring choice every single time
1: yeah so I, I, that's why i was like oh 30 seconds for me to just say all of these things <laughs> that have come to my mind of opportunities that they could have followed the, oh i i just, was overwhelmed my heart was beating really
2: fast just like the episode i was like do i do this or do i just like do something stupid but no i uh, like it uh for my take that you didn't ask for I honestly think they should have had the uh, the battle of uh, Winterfell against the White Walkers, and they're doing a pretty good job. Like against the White Walkers, and then mm-hmm. the White Walkers all of a sudden overrun them, kill uh, Jon Snow, kill yeah. Daenerys, kill all the main characters, except for uh, Arya yeah. and uh, uh, Sophie Turner. I wanted, I, <laughs> I wanted
0: the White that. Walkers to march on King's Landing. Absolutely, it was Cersei's. Coming due, and instead they made it Daenerys, and it was less interesting because her whole arc was rushed. Yeah,
2: I, and I was kind of, and then if Jamie was the one who like rescued Arya and Sophie Turner and got them out of the city and took them back to King's Landing to try and like beg yep. Cersei for forgiveness, and then will and then honestly just get us there and see how it plays out from there. Yeah, uh, with yes. like, you know the the moral dilemma of like Cersei either like renouncing all of her evil and you know flaws to like stand up against this literal otherworldly evil or she just succumbs to it all over again like with the sept and it dissolves all of humanity so or,
1: yeah I mean, Bear, everybody do, just they love... kill Cersei and then they progress and create a new world uh Billy yeah. can we say that Bear won
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, you can pick a winner <laughs> if you want Bear but I'll give, I'll give you a point I'll put it on my list oh yeah
2: <laughs> I do have to choose a winner um you do uh I'm going to pull a Dumbledore and say that Billy gets a point, but Dagny gets a point for her, uh, for her sticking around and not going to the bathroom. And then she gets another point for engaging in very, uh, very uh, intriguing conversation while Billy was gone to the bathroom. So by default, Billy actually does not win. Uh, It's actually Dagny I deserve
1: this. (laughs) I'm in the Hufflepuff, but I'll be in
2: the Hufflepuff today, baby. Congratulations. I was also going to say, Jamie could uh, do what Dagny wants and kill Cersei, and then Arya wears Cersei's face in order to lead King's Landing against the White Walkers. That uh, would be sick. Uh, I would be down fun. with that. Oh, so, so, I many think at point. So, so many more interesting choices. I would, watch, I I would watch
1: Bear's ending.
0: <laughs> um, Bear, let's talk about Triassic Hunt. <laughs> oh my I think gosh. I'm going to bring
1: it in after I watch it so, as I thing to talk so about.
0: Yeah. Bear, and I, Bear and I live together with a third roommate named Kevin Keeling. Kevin Keeling is in a movie called Triassic Hunt <laughs> made by those people who made Sharknado and make all the, like, the bad parody movies. It's a sequel. It's the, It's a sequel. Yeah, Dinosaurs attack Los Angeles and Kevin is on the team to take him out. He's the elite sniper. Um, We're going to watch it. We're going to find a way to buy this movie and it's going to be such a good time. Check out Triassic Hunt.
2: (laughs) uh, A Jurassic (laughs) World knockoff. What's that that title again, Billy? Can you say it phonetically very slowly? Triassic Hunt. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) You know what? A good spin would maybe be bringing kevin onto the show but then dagny's presenting the subject so that kevin can be there <laughs> that would be commentary. Like,
0: we just interview him about this movie i would i honestly that's not a bad idea yeah and then I like not that he, give him he time self-aware to talk in
1: his promotion on social media also
0: also he's like a he's listened to every episode of poptimus and i love him for that hello kevin thanks for listening Hi, yeah kevin. like but, oh
2: watch this be the episode he skips
0: Right. He's like Bear, fuck that guy. He's like, Yeah, I get enough <laughs> of
2: Bear like dirt during during the week. Also, yeah, he does listen to every episode and it's just a part of his campaign to make everybody else look shitty in comparison to his like he's a, better, he's a better friend than everybody else. Yeah, he's yeah, one of the nicest you, people
1: I've ever met in my life, and this is I, just a it, shout out for him. Barry, you're also wonderful. Is, that wasn't me overshadowing you.
2: No, at see, all. that's the thing. I'm pretty fucking tired of Kevin. So like, <laughs> he, he does this, and he knows what he's doing.
1: Yep. So, Not to mention his dog, so precious.
2: Wow. My dog is precious. Gethra
1: is also precious, but also he's Allie's dog. So
2: whoa. But, she's no,
1: he's, he's dog a, he's your dog too
2: <laughs> no she she goes out of her way to like you know uh enunciate our bond by saying he is our dog i'm like okay Aww. all right he's our dog so but our no dog. it's not it's not like in a loving way it's like in a threatening don't you fucking forget like, story, <laughs>
1: right
2: so so yeah absolutely well well bear thanks for coming in today
0: yeah, um thanks for bringing in digimon this has been this the poptimist
1: is- optimist
0: it, um, it, a pop culture it, breakdown show no, focused it. on optimism. Yeah, I can do it. It's focused on optimism. If you want to be on the show, if you want to give us your hot takes, send us an email at poptimistpod at gmail.com. That's poptimistpod at gmail.com. And tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Bear, you want to sing us out?
2: Uh da 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 da. da. This has been Billy. This has been Dagny. mostly Dagny. She's the one I talked to, getting this all set up. Billy didn't do anything. But this has been the siblings McCartney I do all the editing I'll just edit you out of the whole episode motherfucker bye uh, I might have spoken too quickly about what I just did. <laughs> thanks everyone bye bye